Welcome to BS with M. That stands for bite size, not bullshit. This is a research-based sex and relationships podcast delivered to you in bite-sized episodes under 15 minutes, so you can pick up what I'm putting down. This is not your standard dating podcast. I'm bringing in experts from the field and getting down and dirty into all the topics on sex and relationships in a no BS way, which is just my style. Releasing every Thursday so I can send you off feeling some type of way for the weekend. Nothing's taboo, nothing's off limits. Let's get down to business. Hi, welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are covering post-nut clarity, which is really exciting. You guys gave me the topics you wanted to hear on BS with M via Instagram when we first launched the podcast, and one of them was post-nut clarity. I'm happy to say today, we also have some original research at the end, which is really exciting. We have a ton of content to cover today. So before I get started, here's your recommendation of the week. The recommendation I have for you today is short and sweet, and it is if you do see anything online on social media where you can share or donate or even volunteer your time or any kind of effort or energy, and that could be in the form of money or just simply sharing information that you actually follow through and do it. We're just sitting at a really tough time in the world. I hope BS with them is a little bit of an escape for you, but the next time that you're scrolling through and you see some piece of valuable information or you see somewhere where you know that you could actually take action, sorry about Phoenix in the background, That's my recommendation for you is that if we all had that mindset that just a little bit does actually go a long way, and even if you feel like your donation or your sharing isn't helping, it is, if not only spreading awareness, you know, so please have that mindset. That's my recommendation for you of the week is that you do think about socials and any kind of positive change you can make in that type of way please make sure that you're taking care of yourself right now. Now, let's go over something a little bit more lighthearted. Let's talk about post-nut clarity, shall we? So today we do have a piece of major research, but first we're covering what post-nut clarity is. Unfortunately, there hasn't been major academic research on post-nut clarity, so you might just have given me my next research topic. Thank you very much, because once you actually understand what post-nut clarity is, you might just realize you've been affected by it more than you ever thought. But I'm going to give you a little bit of a treat today. What we have is some original research coming up. But first, you need to know what post-nut clarity is. I'm saying post-nut clarity, (laughs) which is like such a hard thing to say, which I only recognize now that I'm saying it over and over again. Let me set the scene so you can understand post-nut clarity. You have sex with a penis owner who we'll call a male or a man for the sake of today's episode. He orgasms and then then he just acts in some type of unexpected way. What do I mean? He might be all dreamy and euphoric. He might not offer or seem to be interested in cuddling. Or he might be too interested in cuddling and you're like, (laughs) get the hell off me. (laughs) Or he might just seem simply uninterested in you. And he gets his clothes on, he gets ready to work, and he gets ready for his next big idea. This is what we mean by post-nut clarity. What it really is, is what's called the beginning of the refractory period. This is how your body recovers from orgasm. So first, there's this major rush of hormones. This is what kind of rushes into our head and makes us feel tired or lethargic or happy or excited, relaxed, focused, etc. For the typical man, the entire refractory period can range from a few minutes to over 30 minutes, a lot of which depends on their age. Now, older men might even take a few days to recover from the refractory period. 
Unfortunately, I'm not really talking about those euphoric thoughts that last a few days. Those tend to go much sooner. What I'm talking about is that person can actually function sexually during the refractory period. That is, the penis is usually soft and relaxed, and it's just not ready for action. So right after an orgasm for men is usually a time when he can finally focus on an idea outside of sex. <laughs> In a way, he kind of got what he's been focusing on, so as much or as little thought as there might have been going into that, and his brain has space for other work. Some men even report life feels more meaningful after an orgasm, which is likely due to all the oxytocin and dopamine that rushes in. We're going to hear from more penis owners in a little bit. Now, if he stands up and acts uninterested after sex, it's probably a sign he's just cleared his head from thinking about that encounter, and he's off to change the world. Now, that might sound ambitious, but I'm actually not kidding. I'm saying that some men reported the idea of changing jobs, of building their own companies, and these big ideas about changing the world, they came along with them, <laughs> if you will, okay? Now, women can actually have the same thing, and they can also become clearer in their head, they can become happier, and they a lot of times are more productive after an orgasm, so it's just another reason to take a Monday siesta if you ever needed one. So why do we call it post-not clarity then, when it could happen to vulva and penis owners? Well, that's because women aren't getting their orgasms as much as the men are on average. Have you heard of the orgasm gap? Here's what it is. For women, 65% of straight, 66% of bisexual, and 86% of lesbians usually or always orgasm during sex. For men, on the other hand, 95% of straight men usually or always orgasm during sex. You can see a huge gap. The straight women, 65%, straight men, 95%. So we really actually do need a phrase outside of post-nut clarity because the refractory period is something that happens regardless of if you are a penis or a vulva owner. So our major research today is just one piece, and it's on your brain after orgasm and what's actually going on in there. But don't worry, I understood the assignment. Someone wanted me to focus on post-nut clarity, so the penis owners, and I got you. What do we do when there isn't good academic research on the topics you give me? I do the research for you. I've contacted a circle of my beautiful penis-owning people so you can understand how their brains feel after orgasm and how do they feel about post-nut clarity. First, the research on the brain and orgasm for both vulva and penis owners. So this is just a little chunk of research. So get a load of this. I love to say that on this podcast. <laughs> get a load of this. There are researchers who actually attach tech to people's brains. They put them in what I can only imagine to be an MRI-like machine. I'm totally making that up. And then they get them to reach orgasm to analyze what's going on in their beautiful brains. The results are pretty fascinating. So over 30 major brain systems are being activated during an orgasm. The researchers say there's no center. It's simply everywhere in the brain, but it's not simultaneous. I think of it kind of like the sleep cycle. So as you come closer to orgasming, different areas of the brain are being activated. Firstly, the areas involved in the sense of touch are activated, but so are the unrelated areas, such as the limbic system, which is responsible for memory and emotions, the hypothalamus, which is involved in unconscious body control, and the prefrontal cortex. So think judgment and problem solving. Now, we're on to our original research. This is qualitative data by way of short survey answers. So I asked my penis owner circle of humans, a few of them, how do you feel after orgasming? 
So I said, tell me as much as you want to or are willing to. And some came with long replies. <laughs> for shits and giggles, I made a name for each one of them. We've got five responses, okay? Number one, the rehydrator. So this is what they said. They said, I feel euphoric after an orgasm and elated post-nut. If it's someone I'm in love with, I want to cuddle and kiss and just sit in our sweaty mess we created. <laughs> if I'm still horny, I'll want to keep playing. Maybe more oral. But if I'm cooked, I'll kiss, cuddle, then shower. Now, if it's a one-night stand, there's a standard kiss, a cuddle, shower, and sleep, or they leave. I definitely enjoy just laying there for a bit and enjoying the high from the orgasm. And then I asked if he had any clear thoughts after an orgasm, and he said just a euphoric haze. So not much thinking going on unless the sex was trash and I want them to leave. He said he hadn't actually thought about how he acted after orgasming much, but this is what he said. I'm very aware of being kind and gentle, even if it was a one-nighter and I want them to leave. Aftercare is a must. Take notes here. Be kind, rehydrate them, and offer a snack. <laughs> I love that, rehydrator. All right, number two, how do you feel after an orgasm? This is what he said. It's always clarifying, never foggy or tired. On being clarified, I don't think much at all other than reflecting on the time I just had, be it positive or negative. Now, rather than cuddle, I tend to space invade, <laughs> like get close or still want to be touching the person. What happens next can be circumstantial, like is it sex before bed? Because if so, I'm going to sleep soundly and likely minutes later. Is it sex during the day? Because if so, I'll fix up whatever we wrecked and then likely get on with the day. I will reveal here a bad post-nut habit that I had about seven years ago during a particularly fuckboy time in my life. I was pulled up on it and I stopped immediately, but it was mildly embarrassing and an interesting thing to learn about myself. So here we go. After the deed and possibly even before the moment had realistically passed, I'd reach for my phone and then proceed to use my phone for like whatever. <laughs> Is the modern post-sex cigarette checking your phone? Anyway, I cut that out real quick. And then I said, so what did the person say when you got up right away? And why did you get up right away or use your phone right away? Did it show you were uninterested? He said, well, I didn't need to get up. The phone was already on the bedside table. So I was having an on again, off again, kind of casual thing with a friend. But then I detected that some feelings were cropping up. She kind of made a joke about it, like always on your phone straight after, but I knew there was something under it. And then I asked, and would you likely get on your phone right away if you were interested or doesn't it matter so much? He said, that's a good question. So at the time, I chalked it up to my perceived casual feelings towards the relationship, but I stopped immediately on being pulled up on it because I didn't want her to feel like she wasn't getting my full attention or that it was completely meaningless to me. When I realized it could be considered lack of respect, I changed my behavior, whether she felt that way or not. Then I said, have you ever thought about grabbing your phone immediately with someone you're really interested in? He said, yes, but never when it's new, only when a certain level of comfort is achieved. I feel like we've got a lot to learn from you here. Absolutely. All right. So that was number two. Number three, hot as an infrared sauna. How do you feel after you orgasm? <laughs> he said, generally for me, it's quite euphoric and relaxed, similar to the feeling when you step out of an infrared sauna and you've showered, etc. <laughs> Love the detail there. Depending on the time of day, I can feel quite tired afterwards, such as during the night, but in large, it's quite literally a relief. The whole post not clarity couldn't be any truer for me. 
Before making big decisions, <laughs> now listen here. Before making big decisions, I generally rub one out and assess my feelings afterwards. I find I make a more balanced decision that way. There you go. Next time you're thinking about buying a house, just just rub it out. <laughs> I'm a pretty cuddly person in nature, so wanting to be close with someone after orgasm, even if they have and I haven't, is a particularly strong thing for me. Very interesting. We like that hot as an infrared sauna, absolutely. Number four, the fly high guy. How do I feel after an orgasm? So either sex or masturbation, I'm always so much more relaxed and I feel it both in a musculoskeletal way and a mental point of view. Tiredness is not a big one for me personally, but masturbation before going to sleep definitely occurs often. Having an orgasm definitely is a great stress reliever. There's nothing better than some sex while high on a weekend to wash the week's scaries away. I don't really know what I think about when I orgasm. I actually thought long and hard about this one, and I can't really pinpoint it. Maybe it's a bit of brain fog? I don't personally love bodily fluid being on me or another person, so clean up before a cuddle is a must, but definitely a post-orgasm cuddle, and I'm always so talkative. And he puts a laughy face, which makes me think he might have gotten in a little bit of trouble for that before. All right, our last, our last subject, the dope cuddle. Here we go. What do you feel after orgasm? They said, it kind of depends on who with and how it was. I feel mostly calm or relief, sometimes a bit of euphoria, other times just kind of feels all right. More of just a physical sort of relief, like dopamine without the serotonin. But yeah, it does depend on who I'm with and how I'm feeling mentally. Now, when asked, is your brain clear, foggy, or tired? They said, usually pretty clear, never foggy, definitely tired about five minutes after if I've had a big day. And what do you think about? So if it's a new partner, they think about how it all went, how I'm feeling about the person and figuring out what would be needed afterwards. I love all this aftercare. If it's someone I've had an arrangement with for a while, usually not much at all. I just relax, grab some water, make sure everyone's after needs are covered and just feel good. And then I said, what do you do? Do you want to cuddle? Do you want to get up? They said, I'm absolutely a cuddler. Cuddles are dope. Dead set cuddle 110%. <laughs> if the other person isn't a cuddler, usually just laying in bed, rest, recover, and chat. There you go, you guys. That is post-nut clarity for you. So as we can kind of see from the research, which says that actually both men and women or penis and vulva owners have a refractory period, and the feelings can really vary as far as what do these people feel afterwards. It sounds to me like people clear their minds from just wanting the sex, wanting the orgasm, and they think about things in either a very deep and meaningful way, or they just simply become much more relaxed. Or like we heard from Mr. Infrared, they are able to make some really big decisions. So there you have it. If you guys like this kind of research, <laughs> this original research where I ask some of the listeners to answer the question on our behalf to help everybody in the world, you can just let me know. Can I please ask you a favor? Can you please go on Spotify if you do enjoy the podcast or if you hate the podcast? Can you please go on Spotify and give it some stars? So all you have to do is go to the podcast profile page where you would find my podcast, type in BS with them and rate it with stars just in Spotify. It really helps people find the podcast and it would help me out so much and I would really, really, really appreciate it. Also, you can always share the podcast. You know how I love when you share on Instagram. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Please take care of yourselves. Please feel free to think a little bit more about what you do post-orgasm. And I'll catch you in next week's episode. Bye. 
Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I'm Em, and you can catch more on my socials at emilywalter underscore. The research referenced in this episode is available in the show notes. Please remember to like and subscribe because it supports the podcast and it also tells me you're listening. Now, I encourage you to spread the message that nothing's too taboo.